Ever since I featured Sambo Curry, aka Mosquito, on Society of Strife, a lot of listeners have reached out and asked me to tell his full story. Because the Blood Diamond series is officially over, I felt that Bokari's life story should be addressed as he was kind of a loose end on the podcast. If you guys have any more stories you think I should look at, please drop me a message on social media or email me at societyofstrife at gmail.com. Most of Society of Strife listeners know that my dislike of Sam Bokari runs deep, but if I'm being honest, after I did some research on him and his life, I almost felt bad for the guy. Then I remembered that he was an utter monster. If you're listening to this episode and haven't checked out Blood Diamonds yet, I suggest you head over to season 1 of SOS right now and listen to all the episodes. Don't worry, this episode will be right here when you get back. This episode will be a little short because, truth be told, there isn't a lot of information out there, which is quite disappointing. Even after I spent close to 70 hours going through ICC court documents, I didn't find much. Sam Mosquito Bokari was born on 12th February 1964 in Koidu Town, Kono District, in the eastern province of Sierra Leone. Bokari was the son of a diamond miner. Following in his father's footsteps, Sam dropped out of school to work in the diamond mines. Of these, he later said, quote, I was born in the jungle. I was gifted in school, but my parents did not have the means to buy textbooks and notebooks. I dreamt of becoming an intellectual, but even today, I can barely read. I was hungry and feared the future but I promised to do something so that the country could change." End quote. I'm not one to quote alleged mass murderers and human rights violators, but this is the only way we can tell what was going on in his head. Clearly, he viewed himself as a victim and blamed the world for his poor upbringing. In 1985, Sam left the mines and started a career as a professional disco dancer. You know, the fact that there were professional disco dancers in the 80s makes me wish I'd been alive to see them. I mean, they sound terrific. If you know more about professional disco dancing and don't mind sharing stories, please reach out to me on Instagram at Society of Strife Podcast. As a professional disco dancer, Sam toured the countryside of Sierra Leone. After that, he moved to Liberia and then on to Cote d'Ivoire, where he worked as a barber, electrician, and waiter. Four years later, in 1989, Charles Taylor's National Patriotic Front of Liberia invaded Liberia. They did this from staging grounds in Cote d'Ivoire. This is where Sam Bokari was living at the time and it is assumed that this was the time when he first heard of Charles Taylor. In the same year, Sam met recruits from the National Patriotic Front of Liberia who were talking about taking the same action that Taylor was taking on Liberia, but this time in Sierra Leone. 
He was so inspired that he went with the recruits to join guerrilla training exercises that were held along the border of Sierra Leone and Liberia. In the following year, 1990, Sam Bokari joined the newly formed Revolutionary United Front, or RUF, thus fulfilling part of his destiny. The same destiny that would cause him to become a scourge in Sierra Leone and West Africa. As one of the RUF's first members, he was part of the initial invasion of Sierra Leone in 1991. It was during his first year in the RUF that he earned his nickname Mosquito. Apparently, the name came about for his ability to catch the enemy unawares. Just like a mosquito, he also attacked at night. Sam was so quote-unquote good at his job that after just one year in the RUF, he was promoted into the upper leadership of the RUF. He became battle group commander. In that position, he was answerable only to the battlefield commander and the leader of the RUF, Fode Sanko. It was also at this time when he became Fode Sanko's main henchman, or in more politically correct terms, he became Fode Sanko's right-hand man. In March 1997, the RUF was under scrutiny from the UN and the international community. Seeing this, Fode Sanko escaped to Nigeria, where he was later held under house arrest. After his arrest, Sam Bokari took control of the RUF. Under him, as the director of military operations, the RUF became increasingly brutal. He was later promoted to chief of defense staff, which I assume is higher than director of military operations. Olua? I have no idea. To me, director of military operations sounds like some sort of secretary slash minister of defense job, while chief of defense staff sounds like the guy who oversees the workers cleaning the secretary of defense's toilet bowl. In January 1999, Sam Bokari, along with Johnny Paul Koroma, planned and executed a brutal attack on Freetown. I looked at that event in Blood Diamonds, Sierra Leone Parts 1 and 2, so please make sure that you've listened to those. After the attack made him persona non grata, Sam fled to Liberia, where he was welcomed by Charles Taylor. Now, it is assumed that Charles Taylor welcomed Sam Bokari out of some respect, or perhaps admiration, you know, birds of a feather. However, recent evidence has surfaced that suggests otherwise. According to the International Justice Monitor, Charles Taylor had the blessings of the international community. They allowed him to grant political asylum to Sam after he left Sierra Leone. During his trial at the ICC, Taylor told the judges that Economic Community of West African States, or ECOWAS, leaders realized that as long as Sam was in Sierra Leone, peace would never truly be achieved. They then decided that he should instead leave the country. That decision is ridiculous when you listen to the details of Sam Bokari's crimes. He should have been locked up. While testifying, Charles Taylor said, quote, Bokari 
did not voluntarily leave Sierra Leone. Ecowas extracted Bokari from Sierra Leone. That's how he left. He did not leave Sierra Leone voluntarily. He came to Liberia in December of 1999. People did not know the inside story. But this is what happened. It was an Ecowas extraction. They took him out of Sierra Leone. He had no choice. End quote. In December 1999, Sam Bokari eventually left Sierra Leone for Liberia with about 400 RUF fighters, all of whom were loyal to him. According to Taylor, Bokari and all of his fighters were granted Liberian citizenship in order to integrate them into Liberian society. As part of the arrangement, to get Sam Bokari out of Sierra Leone and relocate him to Liberia, it is alleged that the United States government agreed to provide a scholarship for Sam Bokari to undergo military training in the US. Fortunately, that did not happen. As I mentioned in the Blood Diamond series, this guy's pastime included amputating the limbs of children. He was a vile, vile man. Most of the information about ECOWAS's support comes from Charles Taylor's testimony at the ICC. Those allegations, however, should be taken with a grain of salt because several prosecution witnesses testified that in 1999, when Sam Bokari fell out with RUF leader Fade Sanko, Taylor willingly offered to host Sam Bokari in Liberia. He went as far as to provide houses for him and his family and would go on to send some and his fighters to Cote d'Ivoire where they would launch attacks against government and military installations. To be clear, if the international community was involved in Sam Bokari's exile to Liberia, then for Charles Taylor, it must have merely served as icing on the cake. As for Sam Bokari, after fleeing to Liberia, he joined Charles Taylor's anti-terrorist unit. He eventually moved on to Cote d'Ivoire, where he participated in a rebellion led by Gilaung Soro. Under international pressure, Taylor officially expelled Sam Bokari from Liberia. That didn't mean anything, because Bokari still continued traveling to and from Liberia and Cote d'Ivoire. It is alleged that in order for Charles Taylor to secure peace and trade with Cote d'Ivoire, he asked Sam Bokari to assassinate the Ivorian rebel leader, Felix Doe. Felix was murdered in April 2003. Earlier that year, in March, Sam Bokari was indicted for crimes against humanity, violation of the Geneva Convention, and the violation of international humanitarian law. He was slated for trial by the Special Court of Sierra Leone. The Special Court for Sierra Leone was set up in 2002 as the result of a request to the United Nations in 2000 by the government of Sierra Leone. It was meant to address serious crimes against civilians and UN peacekeepers committed during the country's civil war, which lasted from 1991 to 2002. The Special Court for Sierra Leone was the world's first hybrid international criminal tribunal.
it was mandated to try those bearing the greatest responsibility for crimes committed in Sierra Leone after 30th November 1996. It was the first modern international tribunal to sit in the country where the crimes took place. The special court was founded by voluntary contributions and by 2013 became the first court to complete its mandate and transition to residential status. Sam Bokari was accused of colluding with Johnny Paul Koroma to take over much of Sierra Leone, particularly the diamond-rich areas such as Kenema and Kono. During this time, Bokari ordered his troops to attack civilian populations who he felt were supporting the government. Sam Bokari used mutilation and sexual violence as weapons of war. He was also accused of recruiting child soldiers and kidnapping people so they could fight for him. He also attacked peacekeepers working under UNAMSIL. The United Nations Mission in Sierra Leone, or UNAMSIL, was a UN peacekeeping force that occupied Sierra Leone from 1999 to 2006. It was created by the UN Security Council in October 1999 to help with the implementation of the Lome Peace Accord. By March 2002, UNAMSIL was the world's largest peacekeeping force. I should point out that attacking a peacekeeping or humanitarian mission is considered a war crime under international law. After the indictments were announced, the UN put pressure on Charles Taylor to arrest him and turn him over to the Special Court for Sierra Leone. On Monday, May 5th, 2003, Sam Bokari was killed in what was reported to be a shootout with Liberian forces. There is, however, a conspiracy theory related to his death. According to a Liberian diplomat, quote, Bokari met Taylor in Monrovia the day before he was killed and threatened to spill the beans if he were handed over to the special court. Angered, Charles Taylor ordered his arrest, but Bokari and his guards resisted. Indications are that Bokari was killed in a shootout in Monrovia, probably to destroy evidence." End quote. Now, if that was true, then it would make a lot of sense because Bokari's testimony against Charles Taylor would have been damning, to say the least. We shouldn't forget that it was Taylor who trained Bokari, gave him weapons, and sent him to mutilate children. On a sadder note, according to a Washington Post article from June 5, 2003, after Taylor's forces had killed Bokari, they proceeded to execute his wife, his mother, and at least three of his children. That is the kind of behavior that shouldn't be tolerated. As far as I know, Sam Bokari's family was innocent. As for Sam Mosquito Bokari's legacy, the Sierra Leone Civil War lasted from 1991 to 2002. In the war, 50,000 to 70,000 people were killed and close to 2.6 million were displaced. The war was characterized by atrocities, including the abduction of children and systematic rape. 
Most of these atrocities can be directly linked to Zambokari's actions. It would not be an understatement to say that the world is a much better place without Sam in it. At the time of his death, Sam Bokari was 38 years old. Please don't forget that Sam Bokari's story continues on the Blood Diamond series which is on Society of Strife. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked my narration, please show some love on iTunes as well as anywhere podcasts are available. See you next time.